Welcome to Two Cents of Fashion Podcast. Hi guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and I hope you are having a good day wherever you're listening from. My name is Akin Pels and this is Two Cents of Fashion again. Now, today's guest is actually someone quite dear to me. Yeah, if talent was a person. <laughs> you know what, I, 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 I I'll let her do the, <laughs> I'll let her do the introduction herself, but I have an amazing guest today. And I brought her on specifically because of what she does, how niche down, but how good she still is at it. Hi. Good to be here. Huh? Um, my name is Victoria Udo. And also known I am as the founder of Udo. Ooh. Yeah. So as you know, I am an artist, a talented artist, mm-hmm. a multidisciplinary artist as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. I have to specify because people think people see Voodoo and people just think it's all about wearable art. So no. I am into different aspects of art. So I do art on the wall, art on clothing, art on the body. Yeah. So everything is my canvas, basically. Oh, yeah. Paint away, um, darling. Paint Voodoo. away. <laughs> <laughs> Voodoo is a wearable arts brand and a niche brand for fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you say niche. Kindly expand on that. Like, how niche down are you on, on what? Okay, so with Voodoo, we paint um, directly on anything you can wear on your body. So, earring, footwear, um, clothing, scarf, all of that. Everything wearable hmm. is what Voodoo can paint. Yeah. That it's important to say that part, guys. I literally got more to my collection this evening or mm-hmm. this afternoon and i absolutely like love five it. drips I, tell me about it i am rocking what tomorrow and the day after i am absolutely loving it and for me i think it's the durability for it yeah so i think for me it's the fact that you don't just do an amazing work with the art you also do an amazing work with the material and the quality of what you much. put out there i'm you. taking well a bow well done please do thank you please thank do you. <laughs> So, yes, now we'll be going into the matter of today. And you've Care spoken about who you are, what you do. Let's talk about the business aspect of your business, of Voodoo right now, yes? So, okay. what's, before we niche down or before we go down, double back on that, let's talk about how the Nigerian market is actually receptive towards that kind of art. How How is it receptive towards that kind of um yeah, my style product. of art. Okay, because yes. um, it's a product-based business. Yes, yes, it is. Um, so, I would say the Nigerian space has been favorable for me. I think Nigerians love the fact that Voodoo is owned by a female. First of all, I don't know why, but there's been some type of favor and love that comes with people knowing that the owner of the brand is a woman or a lady um then there's also the parts where nigerians are drawn to things that are rooted in culture Mm. so i'm very keen about culture i'm very keen about preaching the 
culture of Nigeria and Africa at large. Um, I love our skin. I love everything about us. I think it's very colorful. So I think the fact that this has been a genuine path I have taken, people have decided to love it for what it is and people have identified the fact that it is unique in its own way. So I would say people have been very... The reception has been more than welcoming yeah so so far it has worked um mm. that has also extended to nigerians or africans in diaspora yeah they see they see nigerian they see african and they're proud to rock it and True. um art is something that is forever unique art is forever emotional art is true because um this is not a case where i am copying from somewhere i'm telling a story in my own way in my own expression so you can't even see it in another way and build your own story from it so mm. that's the beauty of um the kind of thing i do and yeah. people have been able to welcome it with open arms and I, patronize as amazing. well amazing i think that's a very unique that's that's it that's an amazing usb to have and uh, i think that that would lead me to my next um question like it's not really it's important to discuss but what mm -hmm. competition is like is also inside market what competition is like in the market also yeah mm -hmm. so you have a unique selling point you've been able to carve a niche for yourself you've been able to i'll i'll say dominate that market like comfortably make your own space come yeah. to your own target markets um be top of mind for them especially when it comes to delivering that kind of products mm -hmm. but what is competition like also inside the market is it something that is very very um was it now is it populated now yes is it is it populated what is entry to market like yeah is it very low that anyone can wake up one morning and say oh you know what i want to do this i want to do that and do you understand next thing you are struggling like oh my customers are gone and this and that is that what is competition like and what is the entry to market like uh i would say competition is not as tight there are just a few people that a few brands that are doing something similar in some type of different way so the fashion industry in its in itself is actually a saturated space it is and that is why um voodoo as a brand decided to go with this niche of art and then coming from the fact that i I am a full-time artist. Um, it was easy for me to penetrate with something unique. And mm. so I have control over the kind of art. And I'm able to make my story believable. I'm able to tell real stories and people can relate. So there's the background of art and there is also the love for fashion coming into coming together as a blend. Mm. Um, so that's why I don't i'm not really feeling the heat of competition mm. and that's where research comes in because before i ventured into voodoo i did my own personal research to see how many people were painting on wearables and there was this uh, there, as much as not so many people were doing it people were doing it on denim on things that were easy to find mm -hmm. now Coming with that strength of being an artist, I, I do fashion illustrations. 
so it was easy for me to come up with my own styles right and do some tweaks and give you something that has never been seen before so mm. even if somebody wants to come replicate it i mean you are at the back and i'm <laughs> <laughs> i'm doing something else do you understand mm. um over time because of the stress involved i am not too sure the the combination of art and fashion would be saturated maybe if people now venture into prints but then there's something that comes with hand painting true that there's there are one thousand and one things you can do when you're in control of your brush that's the that tech so to say that's Can't the printers exactly. the machines cannot do so the machine is just a support system it's just meant to replicate but mm. can it do more like can it expand like your mind can it be daring mm. no so that is where the hand painting now has a strong stand um market entry for voodoo was pretty easy um I, I'm a Christian and I strongly believe in grace. Mm -hmm. I think that also played a major part for me. Mm. Um, I'm not sure the brand was up to a month yet when we saw this competition um, called Palms Winnie Store Competition. The Palms Mall is one of the biggest malls in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. um, so we applied. We didn't even have products yet, but we just applied because we, I mean, we knew we had something to offer and Thankfully, they saw the light, they saw the path, and they saw that it was going to be bright. So, we were one of the winners, and we're still beneficiaries of that um, win. Mm -hmm. And so, that made it easy for us to now find our main target audience, the people who love art, the people who are ready to drop the bar for um, the artwork and mm. not, you know, price it down and, True you that. know... So these people understand the value that comes with it. Mm. So that's pretty much it with um, that's That's really good to hear. I think one thing that really stood out from what you just said was, at least I think stood out for me, was the fact that you could say flexibility and evolving. Mm -hmm. Those are the two things that I think I can see when you talk, like with what you just said, that you've been able to evolve with time and you're also growing. Yeah. And I think that you're allowing that um, artistic part of you find expression. So you're exactly. not rigid. Oh, you know, this is how I started. This is what I've been doing. Mm -hmm. It's a bestseller. So let me just, <laughs> in quotes, die here. <laughs> Do you understand? So let me just keep doing this because it's, and yeah. before you know what, people are replicating exactly. Exactly. Now. And then, so flexibility also in the sense of, you know what, you've been able to, understand the market you're giving it what it wants but you're not losing yourself also thank exactly. you so much for sharing that thank you're you welcome. so so much I, and uh, another thing you said again that will lead to our next question you just shared a little tea about <laughs> winning a competition and i think it's something that, that was one of the yes or the ticks that made me want to bring you on was the fact that i think you are quite daring as a person the fact that you see this opportunity you go for it it's like you think about it you're like okay this is good you do weigh your odds if it's, if, if it's definitely a yes, then boom, you go for it. Let's talk about applying for grants. Let's talk about applying for, like, putting yourself out there, especially when you see an opportunity for your business to either mm -hmm. gain exposure or gain money, like money, gain monetary value, or win a com like in a competition or something. So let's talk about that. Okay. Okay. So um, for the Palms Winnie Store competition, it wasn't... 
it wasn't um actually a grant like thing it was more about the space and for a very new business that was coming into the market we needed we just needed to be positioned right mm -hmm. and that was a that was an accelerator for us so in terms of um competitions or applying for grants um voodoo has only applied for oh okay voodoo has actually won two mm -hmm. um but i've made it a thing not to be a pitch or somebody who just goes to pitch around for money because I initially wanted to um, bootstrap and get the brand to where it needed to be. But um, doing business in Lagos, Nigeria isn't easy. Trust me. Um, <laughs> it's not like it wasn't going to be impossible to bootstrap. But then um, we kind of needed an accelerator. I'll call it an accelerator because it's like taking five, five steps you know, to your goal or something. Mm -hmm. So, um, there are several opportunities that have come out. I just think, um, people should look at whatever criteria has been given and see if you fall into it. In fact, if you don't fall into it, just try. Um, I'm one of the winners of Orange Corners Nigeria. And when somebody shared, um, the the grant opportunity with me. Mm -hmm. The headline was um, this is for this is for idea based businesses. And I told the person my business is not an idea. It has already it's already started. It's, yeah. We're like in the maybe growth phase. And the person said apply. Have that mindset of a winner and just apply. And I did. Luckily, I was one of the top five um, people to have won the grant. So, yeah, sometimes it might not look like it's in your favor, but then in terms of the in terms of the prize, also see that it is something that, when injected into your business, it can do something for you, mm -hmm. right? Um, sometimes it might not even be money; mm. it might be something like the Palms Mall, where you are positioned somewhere you're going to see your customers and then that's also something that can work so yeah. i think there are loads of opportunities there are also um sites and pages and all that that are dedicated to grants opportunities and all that so it's people are beginning to give more opportunities to nigerians and so anybody listening to this that um needs to commence or start with funds i mm. mean there are tons of them opportunity desk i think that is a site people can look at and see several opportunities mm. they're there you also need to do the work as a brand to prepare yourself for your investor mm -hmm. right you're not getting this money to flex so mm. to say you want your you, you cannot come and retire on someone's exactly. grant <laughs> so do your homework Present yourself like somebody who wants to be listened to, who wants to be heard. And mm. by God's grace, the, the opportunity will come. Thank you so much for sharing. I think that part was really important. I think it's something you hear over and over with almost mm -hmm. every speaker that comes on, which is do your research, do your homework, position yourself to be a brand that has 
not just potential but also track record before we go to that let's talk about expansion yeah before we go to like next topic i think one thing i also want to think about to talk about is expansion not just international because i know okay let me know as you what is your i won't say you should give us exactly the numbers here but you definitely have um some part of your target market outside nigeria yes internationally so what when you are to if you are to talk about expansion especially in your market space what is that like i know you mentioned earlier that it's it's definitely a work that is well appreciated outside so what does expansion like someone that wants to break into the market or break even in the market yeah what does expansion look like for them what's what are the steps towards achieving that so expansion can be a little hard it needs um it needs you to to put in the work and be sure that um it is time to expand so mm. the fact that you are having um clients outside the country it doesn't necessarily mean that um um perhaps it's time for you to fix yourself in that space right um i totally would recommend you doing it slowly maybe starting from a stockist mm. or um just putting out the word so and looking for a looking for a distributor mm-hmm. or something like there are ways to go about it but why i initially said it's hard is because you're dealing with humans as your as you plan to expand um nobody tells you the parts where somebody can go away with your stock <laughs> nobody tells you the parts <laughs> where um I don't know. You you can just get duped, or you can just get somebody isn't being honest. There there's so many things that go with it, but for expansion, yeah, I think it's something you just have to be ready for, mm. right? Before, um, and and also you need to vet who you are, who's helping you to do this um, mm-hmm. distribution of your stuff, mm. um, because you can't be everywhere at the same time. Sure. So take it slowly. Take maybe one country at a time, right? Test waters, do exhibitions, see if your thing, um, your product or your brand is is one that will be appreciated if it is there, like readily available. You're gonna have competitors over there, Very wherever. True. So the market wasn't just sitting pretty exactly. for you to come and take it. So I think it's something that. Um, it's something that should be should be taken step by step, right? Mm-hmm. And one at a time. Yes. Yeah. So for Voodoo, um, we're slowly expanding. Mm-hmm. We have more people outside Nigeria order our stuff. And um, for the first time, we had our exhibition in the UK. Hey! Bellamy, you know about this. I, I, I am so <laughs> glad I got to experience that, and it was it was easy to represent. It was easy yeah. to be care. It was easy to communicate what your brand stood for exactly. to customers, because, like you said, you already had a brand. You, yeah, and I think it's something that is very important, especially if you are in this space mm-hmm. or even as a fashion creative. Yeah. Let people be able to discern what you stand for exactly you understand yes exactly. there should be some mystery to you but let me be able to see your brand and say oh you know let there be some form of clarity so it was easy exactly super super easy and exactly. congratulations on that that was an thank amazing big step yeah, you made it possible <laughs> so thank you yeah. 
Um, so yeah, that's that's it's our third year in business and um, third year. Yeah, no it's way. our third year. And although we have way over fifty percent of our customers outside the country, um, you can see that it took us to wait. Can not like we waited, but we just allowed it flow naturally mm-hmm. so with that now we're moving to the next step of having people represent us so that people now have access to our products and that's how we're going to expand little by little so it's not something that is rushed you also need to ensure that wherever you're taking your stuff to um you're able to manage any any doubts or any worry mm. so try to do it right so that your things don't come back to you and then you're losing money. Mm. Yeah. So, so that's 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 my two cents to Hey She <laughs> said it. That's your two cents. This, yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your two cents. Thank you. Thank so you. I think that I honestly you just said the absolute truth about it. I think one for me when with what you said about stockist, mm-hmm. I think that with social media at literally the fingertip of everyone right now, that is a good way. Obviously, do your research before they go and exactly. <laughs> say put bush inside your back pocket. Exactly. But do your good research on that. Yeah, do your good research on that. You would be able to find people that are actually genuinely willing to help. Mm-hmm. But oh, again, it's not just a leech relationship, but a um a what's it called mutually beneficial relationships exactly. so you are bringing value and they are also receiving you know mm-hmm. they're able to position your brand in a way that also makes them look good so put in the work and it will be easy for you to actually at yeah. least easier not mm-hmm. completely easy because <laughs> exactly. you have to there yeah. at least it will be easier for people to be able to want to associate themselves with your brand yes, all right i think one thing you also mentioned was exhibition and i think it's something you've nailed <laughs> Girl, it's something you have nailed and you you balance that on top. So talk a bit about that. And I think it's an opportunity people should really, really take advantage of. It's not yes, spoken of yes, yes, well yes, enough, yes. but please talk about that. Um exhibitions are overly necessary. Um that's one of the strategies for us to make sales and be visible to people, right? Because not no matter how techy the world gets. Not everybody would believe in what they what they see on their phones, mm. right? Some for some people, seeing, touching, and feeling mm. is believing. So the brand looks amazing online. Oh, this looks like something you want to just pick out of your phone and then feel. But then for some other people, especially for our target market as Voodoo, mm-hmm. people want to be sure that okay, this thing is worth the amount you're putting up here and that is why all of these exhibitions make a whole lot of sense and because i mentioned earlier that everything is my canvas just like fashion it's it's really amazing when somebody just passes by and then halts because of the artwork (laughs) or just stands astonished you know that's just that thing and when you see it happen Sorry, so um, the tenets of the brand form an acronym called FACE. So there's functionality, there is affordability, there's creativity, and there's emotional connection. So Mm. the part of emotional connection is one thing I love to see, and that's what happens with exhibitions. Mm. So people see your thing, and they are seeing that wow effect, and they are like, I want it. 
Mm. I want to grab it. There, there are loads of videos like that on our page where you're seeing people either crying or people screaming. Just, just give me this. This is what I want. So, exhibitions are. I mean, I, I don't think any brand can. I don't know. I, I, I just think it's, it's a necessary part. It's, mm. it's like one of the necessary bones in the body. It does something. It supports. Yeah, that's, that's the word. That's the word, rather. It supports you in terms of reaching your target. And as audience. we round off, which we definitely have, it's not the least topic to talk about, but it's very, very, very essential to talk about, mm-hmm. which is something that is not just... You know what? A side topic. We should actually get ahead and get on this. The sustainability, fashion industry yeah. is not is not even hidden knowledge that we're like the second industry after um, fossil, producing mm-hmm. a lot of carbon. Emission. Second most polluting industry second, in the world. A second most polluting industry yeah. in the world. Like that is. <laughs> Guys, in the world, you need to know how many industries we have. You know, for you guys to be topping at second. I <laughs> shout out necessarily second. you guys, but as as an industry to be topping at second, we have to. And it's not a oh, it's just a fashion problem. It's actually a world concern. People are literally panicking, mm-hmm. and I feel like there's a huge knowledge gap to cover there. Yeah. But also, there's also desensitizing people about it. That okay, guys, as much as possible double down on or come down on the waste yeah. waste. so i want you to talk about it okay. sustainability and you are not greenwashing people when i say greenwashing now i mean you're not just i don't want to say bubbling <laughs> but you're not deceiving people that oh you know what i'm a sustainable brand which i know no brand can be 100 percent at least not yet 100 mm-hmm. percent sustainable yeah but at least you're making steps towards that. So I want you yeah. to talk about sustainability in terms of voodoo, okay. but also as an advice to also, um, other fashion creatives, okay. like in whatever way that is trans, uh, you can translate, they can translate that to their business. Yeah. So okay. Um, so first of all, I would like to start by defining sustainability in my own terms. Mm-hmm. So it's when people hear it, even me, when I heard of sustainability initially, I thought it was something too hard to achieve but it's as easy as designing packaging producing whatever you do in a way that is eco-friendly is safe for humans and safe for the environment Mm. right and it can be as simple as using a paper bag and that is a way to tie in sustainability Mm. So for Voodoo, we actually produce our paints ourselves. Mm-hmm. And before now, we used to import paints. Mm. But then COVID happened and um, everything just spiked up in terms of price. If we did our research and it was shocking to discover that we could actually produce our paints here with our own local resources, mm. Right. Um, also, in terms of the fashion as well, COVID did a thing to us. We were not producing, but people wanted stuff. And one of the trends during the heat of COVID um, was a face mask, mm. right? And we had several pieces of fabric that the tailors had just cut off and were termed useless. So useless because they were not they were not going to be used for a full dress. But now, we, with that, we're able to make tons of nose masks. 
and we were surviving on um, the revenue for, um, from that mm-hmm. for just for those months that we were on lockdown, mm-hmm. right? And putting out on that and then selling it, we started by giving it free, by the way, and then later we started to sell, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, that was one way we started in on sustainability. We were already doing it without knowing, mm. but that was, I mean, that's just sure one way, right? Making use of what is available, readily available, in a way that is safe, right? Safe for everybody. So the fabrics we're using, instead of throwing them carelessly, right? We're reusing them or not even reuse because they've not been used before, but we're making use of them to create new yeah, stuff. Yeah, them. Yeah, and it's really that simple. And that way we can make the world a better place. Very so true. instead of you um, damaging your space, because I think the fact that people are not seeing the damage yet, true. So, so to say, they're not, they don't know, they don't know it's an how urgent. much harm is being caused. But that's really is to sustainability. Perhaps you work with synthetic fabric. Mm. You can package your synthetic synthetic stuff in a sustainable way by at least distributing it with a paper bag maybe that is one way to contribute right so it's not impossible Mm, it's it's actually not i think what you just said about like obviously synthetic fabrics have their disadvantage and Mm -hmm. all but like what you just said about you don't have to entirely make the whole switch that oh you know what i'm going to stop production till i can get plant-based fabrics i know Mm -hmm. those things are not exactly readily accessible or available in nigeria some of them them are we started to make use of um um water high scent looms Mm -hmm. water high scent is um a water weed Mm. it comes out on water and then traps the air imagine staying in a place and you can't breathe that that happens with water high scent It, Mm. it traps the oxygen that um that the trees are supposed to give um um it kills the fish because they also don't have oxygen Mm. to breathe and those that transport themselves on water cannot move because of the cluster of all of these things Mm. but guess what it can be used to create things like looms earrings and tons of stuff and this is something we have been able to infuse in voodoo and it's beautiful yeah. right we, we didn't even know we were suffering it like firsthand because mm. i live i used to live in a place where water high sense just you know goes at the back of my house on the water mm-hmm. because we lived very close to the water mm. so it just floods the whole place we think it's pretty but then we're we're dying without knowing mm. right we also make use of waste coconut shells and yeah, it's, I think it's I really beautiful to see how is. you can infuse this in fashion. So it's not like it's so much noise. Like it's not like you're wearing coconuts. It's not like you're wearing leaves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, yes. just the little things really do matter. And they're beautiful. They are. They are. I saw one of the the coconut shell piece that you spoke about on one of your outfits and I thought that was absolutely brilliant. And the conversion, like, guys, it's Mm mind-blowing. When I was even talking about um, materials not being accessible, I was talking about more of, like, fabrics. Okay. You understand? Fabrics, not plant-based fabrics. You understand? 
because I think um, one that is very, very common in Nigeria is, oh, you know what, you see a lot of synthetic fabrics and people want to sew something new every now and then. And mm, for me, exactly. I'm just like, this is actually a pain point that someone can actually get into the market to solve in the sense of, oh, you know what, people actually... Yes, if you take this business idea and I catch you, I'm going <laughs> to charge you. I'm going to charge you. But yes, I'm going to share it to that way. It's like, we know people like sewing things new every, for every, I'm um, sewing new things for every mm-hmm. event here. What if you just got outfits that people literally are just keeping in their wardrobe or are about to toss out and then you take it and you revamp it? Because I know there are like other brands outside the country that kind of do this. They take a fabric, they, they take a, an outfit they change the look you understand as much as possible trying to reduce waste yeah also while doing it but then again you've just elongated the lifespan of that outfit exactly it doesn't just go to landfill exactly but, but yes every every word of advice you've shared on here is just the honest truth guys look I mean, around another you. point to share for anybody listening um there's also linen mm-hmm. linen fabrics are plant-based fabrics they're very um, they're eco-friendly. Mm. They, they, they're safe on the skin. I mean, people should just do their research. All of the we are, we actually have the resources. Trust me. Open your mind. See do. possibilities around. Yeah, you. just don't be lazy to go copy somebody. Try to do the homework. <laughs> <laughs> Try you to go do the copy. Are you copy rubbish? <laughs> exactly. You might just bask in your. You might just own your own style or your own creativity mm. you never know very yeah. true thank you so much see what i say wisdom plenty wisdom plenty <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for sharing and so with that yes before i let you go i know this is kind of off off track okay. but i always do this but is there any myth any myth any um misconception about the industry that you're currently in that you would like to debunk here, like to break, like uh, break, the, break that table, na na na. I think I think it's it's more it's tilted towards the art industry, um, mm-hmm. and I'll use myself as an example. I my story actually started with the fact that I always wanted to be an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad didn't let me study art. He felt what's the point studying your talent? Hmm. I don't know why. Um, then I went to university where art wasn't, I mean, where it wasn't possible to study art. And then the whole fear of cultism, so didn't let my dad send me to a non-private <laughs> university. So, um, uh, because of that, I had some sort of mind shift. I didn't want to do art, but then should I say stubbornness in a good way came to play because mm-hmm. I always found myself making things happen through art. Mm-hmm. So so the solution to one problem or the other was always art. So in the end, I, I, I still became <laughs> who I am, right? Sure. And I think a lot of people think artists end up on the road maybe because um, some people have been able to only show or exhibit their works on the road, Mm. right? That's also how I grew. You see people running with an artwork, chasing you, buy art, buy this, buy that. You know, the fact that some people have ended up that way 
or have started that way doesn't mean that the industry is meant for the poor like there's no hope there's no hope of making a living out of it no it's it's not true i mean even putting your things on the road is a way to exhibit well maybe people just think especially in this nigerian setting once you're on the road you are hawking or you're not rich or something it's it's almost killed my dreams my mm. father would always tell me to pack up that rubbish anything he sees me you know create so mm. no artists are not poor artists would not be poor True. art is art is something that should be taken more seriously mm. um yes we might not wear the white collar we might not wear the jackets and all but trust me we i would say we're the second after good no we can we can we, after god mm. god is supreme god is the ultimate yes but we are like we are we are we are the people that can You've been touched depict, by the hand of god <laughs> exactly we touched. can we can depict <laughs> almost anything and the, we are the ones that make you have that wow that make the wow effect so so to say come to life so i mean we're we're too good to be is is the confidence for me to be <laughs> <laughs> to be seen as ordinary so if somebody if somebody has a child that wants to be an artist, please by all means support your child. Encourage. Don't don't see creativity as madness. Mm. I was almost discouraged, and we thank God. My father is now a fan. My hey. dad even works with me. Oh, yeah. Okay. So please encourage you encourage your children to be. Artists. He just not in the castle. But yes, that, thank you so yeah. much for sharing. Guys, thank to you. meet artists are not poor. Secondly, just because you're talented doesn't mean you don't have to be educated on it. Mm-hmm. Open your mind, do your research. There's a world outside. There's a world outside your door, mm-hmm. outside your environment. You understand? Stop doing look at champion. There's so much territory <laughs> to conquer. So please look at the bigger picture and with that we've come to the end of this episode thank you so much for coming thank you so much for sharing and guys look forward to the like share this tell your friends about it something is happening here we are actually sharing the actual truth debunking myths sharing knowledge knowledge and wisdom so please don't just hear but actually apply like i would always say you can listen to this over and over again but if you don't act on it then it might actually be a problem and it won't be of use to you. So don't just listen. Don't just take notes. But actually put it to work. Yeah. And I am looking forward to your comments, your feedbacks. Thank you so much for listening. And have a good, good, good day. Good morning and good evening. Bye. Bye.